you're listening to a message from Kaleo Phoenix, a church plant in downtown Phoenix that creates space for people to practice the ways of Jesus together. All right, well, good evening, Kaleo. Glad you're here. Yeah, you can say hi or whatever. I mean, I don't know. It's like we just said hi, so we don't got to worry about it too much. Don, Donnie showed up today and was like, hey, let's get a little workout in before we, before we get going. I know. I was like, we... It's like my Peloton warm-up workout thing, yeah, right? Uh, it's doing all that. Man, that was good. Uh, well, yeah, again, my name's Chris. We're really glad you're here. Kaleo is a space where we create space to practice the ways of Jesus together, and so we've been doing just that so far. Uh, and as was mentioned, I think maybe when I was talking to someone and then Graciela just prayed it, we, we are a bit unique uh, at times in the way in which we do things, and this Sunday will be no different. Uh, so here, here's, here's kind of where I was. Like I was spending the last couple weeks uh, away. I literally got in a car in Big Fork, Montana yesterday at noon. And here I am. So, yep. So, so it was good to get up here and get a little workout in because I'd been sitting for a while. So um, over, over the last couple weeks then, I, I've known this was coming. And I kept like sitting down with different passages, with different prayers, with different ideas. And just nothing. I was like, what, what, what should we talk about? What, what should happen in this place? And I kept sitting down again in some of the most beautiful country uh, in the U.S. I'm sitting lakeside. Uh, this journal in front of me, like, ugh, nothing. What, what's going on here? And so being in the car for 18 hours, uh, just listening to things, talking with my wife, Kate, uh, looking at the scenery. My, my mind's just spinning again and again and again. And, and as that was happening, God was reminding me that regardless of if I had something to say, God in God's love desires to communicate with us always. And then I started to think about all of you, like actual individual people. And I thought of the things that have transpired in the last couple weeks in which I've connected with a handful of you or even just know what's happening in your lives. There's a lot going on. Something's big, something's small. Something's just literally us trying to figure out how to be us in this world. Physical injury, job transitions, sexual abuse, trips canceled, family misfortune and relationships breaking apart, not to mention anything I don't know that's happening in any of our lives. And I was like, yeah, God has to want to say something to us in the midst of that. And it doesn't always have to be through a fancy sermon or some good exegesis or a good three points that all start with the same letter. It might just be the opportunity to sit in the presence of God together and believe together that this God of love actually might love us as we are right now in the midst of whatever it is we're encountering and might actually invite us to empty ourselves of anything that might be obstructing our receiving of that love and receive it. And so... It was kind of like this aha moment to me 
that my, my whole heart for Pastor in Kaleo, and I think this would be true of Aaron as well, would be to guide all of us on this journey of learning to love Jesus and love like Jesus in the world. But in order to do that, we have to receive the love of Jesus, which is really what Donald was teaching us as we sang together as well. And so I thought to myself, well, let's create space then for that to happen. Before I create the space, <clears throat> I was thinking about this encounter I had with a professor of mine. And he, he's from England, and he was telling a handful of stories in this really cool British accent, so you listen to them a, a little bit differently. And he was talking about his daughters, who at that point in time were grown, um, and he was telling some stories of things they were doing. And I was in a class with a, a handful of people who had daughters the same age as him. And they were like, what, how, how do you parent your children to become like this when they're older? And, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't know. And I didn't do anything, like, special. But he said I had kind of, like, two guiding principles. And I think they're guiding principles of Kaleo, actually, now that I start to think about them. He said, for his children, no question was off limits. So let's bring all of our questions into this place. Let's bring all of our questions before God, before one another. Let's wrestle those out. No question is off limits. And then he said he tried as best he could to guide them into high-octane encounters with the Spirit of God is how he said it. And I think there's this interesting, like, our church background for some of us is like, nah, don't manipulate me into thinking that's going to happen. But also this, like, real desire exists in all of us to have profound encounters with the Spirit of God in which we are reminded that we are loved, reminded that we are filled with this Spirit, and reminded that this Spirit actually is present in our lives, speaks to us, guides us, and is with us. We desire that. And I think what's so beautiful about even what's transpiring here today, because I didn't know how excited Donald was going to be today, is that there's this way in which we've talked about things in the past, is that these high-octane encounters with God are often in the shout, right? In, in the elevated voice, in that experience, yes, but they're also in the stillness and in the silence. And so we're going to hold those two things together. We experience the profound love of God as we sang together and danced together and clapped together and shouted together. And my hope and prayer, and honestly, my belief is that we will experience that God also in the stillness that I'll create for us here in a moment. So we're going to create space or make room for the spirit of love. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually read a passage from the scripture that I thought I wanted to preach on, and I have no idea how it will land for all of you. So I'll read it. We'll just think about it for a moment, let it sit with us, and then I'll guide us through a prayer practice. So the passage was from Hebrews 11, verses 24 and 25. They're up here on the screen, <clears throat> and I'm going to read it for you. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. 
What an interesting passage, huh? Especially it has nothing to do with anything I've just talked about. So we're going to leave it up there for a second. Read through it one more time to yourself and, and just, just reflect on it for a moment. to set us up for our prayer practice, there's something about the power of Moses choosing to share something with other people. And so I have this practice that is my favorite prayer practice. It's called palms down, palms up. Some of us have done it together. <clears throat> and it's this idea that we would begin in a way in which our body postures itself to remind our heart to follow. And so we begin like this. Well, you're all sitting down, so you're doing great. You're already ahead of me. And we'll find a, a posture, and it's comfortable. <clears throat> we'll put our palms down on our thighs. And this is, this is a moment in which we seek to empty ourselves, to release to pass away anything that might not be of God, anything that might be obstructing us from receiving the love of God. Old school language might be confession. But confession is really just telling the truth about what it is that's happening in your life. It's not just some ongoing list of sins. It's just telling the truth. God, why this? God, this hurts. God, 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 the truth. We're going to sit in that posture for a little bit with our palms down, emptying ourselves in order to prepare ourselves to flip our palms up on our legs and receive, be filled again. And I believe that God will communicate to you whatever it is you need to be filled with. I think the most often refrain is that you are loved, that you are God's dearly loved child, that you bring God joy as you are right now. But sometimes God gets more specific than that too. So the process is to empty ourselves of anything that might keep us from receiving that love and then we flip our palms over whenever it is we're ready to receive God's love to receive God's voice, the spirit that is with us and for us and working on our behalf. So let's begin together. Again, the posture of our body helps us align the posture of our hearts. And so if you would, just put your palms down on your thighs and I'll shut up and we'll listen together. And whenever you're ready to flip your palms over, Flip them over and receive, and I'll carry us into what's next after that. So let's sit in the stillness and the silence with the God who loves us.
as we continue to sit in this posture of prayer. If any part of you is struggling or questioning to hear God, God feels distant. If you feel like this process is a dead end, do you just whisper to the God of love one time, what do you want me to know? And listen for the first thing that pops into your head. Son and Holy Spirit, thank you for meeting us in the shout and meeting us in the silence. Continue to give us ears to hear you, hearts to receive your love for us and help us walk in the ways of Jesus. We love you in your name we pray. Amen. So with that in mind, let me read Hebrews eleven twenty four and 25 again. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. Moses' life is interesting. He was left for dead, picked up by Pharaoh's daughter, who raised him in lavish royalty. He had every reason to choose that life. And yet, in some way, at some point in time, he chose another way to share in the oppression of God's people. There's something really interesting about that because not only do we know our own suffering and not only in the life of Kalea are we growing ever privy to the suffering of others, there's something in the way in which the author of Hebrews so succinctly says that Moses chooses to be with people who in the language of Howard Thurman have their backs against the wall. And there's something then about the kind of alternative community that forms among people who gather at the wall. So for some of us and all of our unique life experiences know different layers of oppression. Obviously, I'm speaking to you as a white, educated, married to a woman, male, upper middle class, I guess. I don't know it the same way as everybody. But I want to join at the wall. Any who have their backs against the wall, that's where we go together. Because not 
to help or rescue, but in fact, there at the wall, and I think this is what Moses is learning, is where he finds the truth of who God is. That God has always been there. That this is where God reveals God's truest self. And when you encounter that God, you actually learn who you are as well. Because we have to get free together. And that's why Moses goes wandering around in the wilderness with people who had known such oppression, such slavery, such pain for 400 plus years. And you know what's crazy? How Moses' life ends. For those of you who know the Bible story, you're like, yeah, I know, it's right. Like, he doesn't get to go to the place God promised. God's promised land, right? He doesn't get to go there. He doesn't make it there. And I think that's one of the questions worth wrestling with. Like, do you think it was all worth it for Moses? I mean, I think it was, right? Because he learned the heart of God. He's the one who listened to God's voice and communicated God's heart to God's people. He's the one who created a whole alternative community that took those who had existed at the bottom, at the farthest margin with their backs against the wall and said, let's learn how to be together. And I think as we use that prayer practice to empty ourselves and be filled again, that's the beauty of being people who join those who have their backs against the wall, is you are continuously, continuously, continuously invited to empty yourself to be filled again by the God you meet among those who have their backs against the wall. They might be very different than you. They might be your brother or your sister. But I believe it's there we'll find God. And I don't know any other way than slowly and continuously emptying ourselves of our ego, of our pride, of our thinking we've got all the answers and it all figured out so that we might receive the love of God that heals us together, that reminds us who we are, and that shouts, I'm good and there's a better way. And yet we exist in the in-between of all of that with all of the things that all of us are experiencing in our lives at this very moment in time where it's not all solved, it's not all figured out, it's not all easy. But in some convoluted way in the family of God, it's better when we're all in it together. And I think that's the beautiful invitation that God has for us. That's really what Jesus was all about when he came down from heaven to walk on earth, to be human among us, to know the same types of pain and challenges that we all wrestle with. So let us continue as the Kaleo family to create space to practice the ways of Jesus together. For more resources or information about Kaleo, please visit our website at kaleophx.com or follow us on social media. 
If this episode has been helpful to you, let us know or share it with someone you know.